new on Curiosity Stream. Get ready for the best of the best with our 100 Days of Curiosity, featuring fan favorite titles like Light on Earth with Sir David Attenborough. Join me on a journey like no other. Stephen Hawking's favorite places. It's a crazy world out there. The history of home with Nick Offerman. Not my home, just homes. Other people's homes. And many more. Don't miss 100 Days of Curiosity, happening right now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. As I already stated in my last video, I spent today at home as well. I trust that Darius is taking good care of my sock puppet. I must confess, I enjoy taking a break. I spent about three hours in the bathtub this morning. Admittedly, when I finally got out, I could barely remember how to walk. But damn, was it relaxing. I didn't really bother with clothes either. I just sat around in my pajamas all noon, watching Hell's Kitchen while eating microwaved mac and cheese. And yes, I am well aware of the irony in that. Then, at around 4 p.m., my doorbell rang. My lazy ass had not been expecting any visitors, so I called out, just a second, and rushed to the bedroom to quickly throw on some clothing, a little more socially acceptable. When I opened the door, I found Caroline standing outside. She was smiling widely, but the moment she laid eyes on me, her expression changed to one of concern. Damn, Leia, you look like you got into a bar fight. Oh, oh, that's awful. Your chin, that must have hurt. You bet it did, I replied as I moved over to welcome her inside. Well, this is a surprise for sure. Caroline winked and raised the white plastic bag she was holding. A pleasant one though, right? I brought us some snacks. I was hoping that you'd like to hang out for a bit. She turned her head and added sheepishly. I feel a bit lonely at times. The only one around Hollywood is Oliver, and I don't like him all that much. I smiled and told her I'd be happy if she stayed. She was elated. The two of us put on a movie and chatted for a couple hours. Caroline had only been at my place once before, and that was just a short visit to bring me my purse, which I had forgotten at the pianist's restaurant. I think I already mentioned we're not that close, but today... I was definitely confirmed in my assumption of her being a sweetheart. Of course, the topic of our workplace came up, and I decided to let her in on everything I had found out, looking through Dale's file cabinet and talking to Nathan. I know I have to tell all the others sooner or later too, but it just felt right telling her first. After I had finished my recounting, Caroline sat and stared for a few seconds. She then exhaled deeply and muttered, Okay. That might be the saddest thing I've ever heard. But we're still on to this, right? Maybe there's hope. I was just in the process of pouring the two of us a glass of cold tea. Raising mine to my lips, I waited for her to go on. This reminds me of something I noticed pretty early on about Dale. I've never thought of him as a plain asshole, more like a guy who's got a lot on his plate. If what you're saying is true, that'd mean he's got a huge burden to carry explains his drinking habits, and the other stuff too, I guess. What other stuff? I inquired. That he cuts himself. Wait, didn't you know? I shook my head. Ah, you're right. What was I expecting? So you know how he's always wearing long sleeves? One time I saw him wash his hands in the toilet of our break room, and the back of his arm was showing since he had rolled his sleeves up a little. There was this really deep curved cut in it, I remember it looked a bit like the letter E, 
but that might have just been a trick of the light. It was fresh and scabby. He must have just made it the day before or something. Either way, he noticed me staring and immediately pulled up his sleeve and left. Caroline took a sip of her tea. For some reason, I was curious about the cut. It felt important, like something I should pay attention to. When was that? I asked. My friend pondered for a few seconds before answering. I'm not sure. It's definitely been a while. I think it was before you started working with us. Why? Do you think it's significant? I shrugged. Maybe. Feels like nearly everything could be. Suddenly a thought crossed my mind. Say, you've been a park employee for longer than I have. Do you by any chance remember the Halloween night in 2016? Of course. Boy, that sure was something. Dale handed us these music sheets with some really odd, stupid song on them, and we had exactly one hour to learn the lyrics by heart. Then we had to sing it as a round. I felt so dumb. Remember where you had to sing it? Yeah, Twinvale Point, I think. No, I'm sure of it. It was definitely Twinvale Point, Caroline replied. She was looking a bit confused. And uh, 2015, do you remember where you were at then? Candyland. You're kidding, I murmured. Okay, get this. Every Halloween is being celebrated in another section of the park, but they're chosen deliberately. The order is Twinvale Point first, second is Hollywood, third is Horror, and the year after that it's Candyland. I mean, I don't know if it actually starts with Twinvale Point, but the cycle repeats. Yeah, but what does it mean? Caroline asked. I'm not sure, but it's some sort of ritual that much is for certain. Maybe it's to keep the pretenders in place. Or knowing what we know about Dale, for him to choose who gets turned into one. Although I doubt it's him who actually makes the choice. What's that supposed to mean? Caroline sounded a bit unsettled. He was forced to poison Nathan. He said it himself. It's pretty obvious he didn't want to. Someone else is making these decisions for him, and for some reason, he has to obey. So whatever bargaining chip they have, it's gotta be massive. Remember last Halloween? We all felt like something or someone was moving around behind our backs when we were standing in that circle. Maybe there is an entity mightier that was summoned that night. Something that's even further up in the food chain than the not-actors. And maybe that's what's making the decisions. The thing or person or whatever that we felt last Halloween. It could have been checking out the merch, trying to decide on who gets turned next. Yeah, but we're all fine, Caroline argued. When Dale had gotten orders to turn Nathan, he did so right away. I, I mean, you said that Nathan only noticed the sudden change in his behavior the day prior. So whatever decision that entity makes, Dale has to follow through with it quickly. You're right. That's weird. But hey, maybe it just didn't make a choice last year. You know what else confuses me, though? The other tasks Dale gives us are all really nonsensical. He only did the seance last year, but before that, there was just a ton of weird stuff. Sure, maybe he wants to keep us from asking too many questions, but come on. Even if we did, he doesn't answer them. Plus, we all participate every year anyways, since he pays us extra. So what's the point? Yeah, I don't get it either. Caroline leaned back and stared at the ceiling. You know, sometimes when I'm in the park, everything seems to try and 
keep me from doing my job. You ever get that feeling? I shook my head. Caroline swallowed. Good for you, I guess. What I mean is that on certain days when I'm a bit late for the question and just try to hurry over to the pianist as quickly as possible, everything goes wrong. There's crowds of visitors standing in my way. Some folks try to stop me to take a picture. I even lost my shoe once. I've never been late. I always make it just in time. But it's as if the park wants me to fail. Like it wants people to die. I watched as she fiddled with one of the numerous slim rings on her fingers. That's when it occurred to me it was a matter of low significance, but nonetheless, something I had never noticed before. The main plazas of the four sections of the park form some kind of rudimentary circle. While the sections themselves seem to be in no settled formation or order, the four main plazas within them almost seem to be placed in a way specifically designed to be the fulcrums of a ring. Neither Caroline nor I could make any sense of this piece of knowledge, but it still struck us as off. We had never thought of it this way. Caroline and I continued to talk some more until she got on her way home sometime around nightfall. When she was gone, I started preparing for my return to the park the following day. It took me a while to get everything together, but by the time I was done, I had quite a few things laid out in front of me I would need. A bunch of you suggested I bring Nathan a change of clothes. I have a pair of men's sweatpants and t-shirts, which I wear when I'm at home. I like how baggy and comfortable they are. I took them from my dad's wardrobe when I moved out. I'm not sure if they will fit Nathan, but it's definitely worth a try. Plus, I found some lotion against sunburn. Could be useful, right? Something I didn't clarify about the coachman last time is that while he reeks and looks quite tousled, he isn't in need of a shave or a nail trim or anything. Not too badly, at least. I think his body must have given up most of its normal functions not long after he started to turn, just like he doesn't seem to need to eat or drink or defecate anymore. Still, some new clothing won't hurt. I also rounded up whatever candy I had left at home, with the aim to give it to him. At least he'll have something to enjoy. I have also decided to stop taking my whip with me wherever I go. I cannot take credit for this theory, but quite a few of you have pointed out that if I was to get too attached to my costume, I might have a higher chance of, well, not being able to slip back out of my role one day. I apologize for this rather uneventful update. I found it important to share my conversation with Caroline and our reflections about Dale, Halloween, and the other conspicuous characteristics of the park. I feel much better, and am ready and eager to continue my investigation. Speaking of which, the other items I gathered are another laurel twig I got from the lady next door, an iron nail, and an old silver bracelet. <laughs>